And we are back, as promised, with our NBA episode. Four days late, about $35 short. I'm tired, I'm broke, but I am ready to discuss all things NBA playoffs. Also, be sure to stick around for the end of the show. We're going to be talking about the uh, NCAA lacrosse playoffs as they are fast approaching. It is about the only time I watch lacrosse uh, during a single calendar year. Noah's going to talk with our boy Roland Epps about that towards the end of the show, so feel free to stay tuned. We're just going to do a quick little rundown of uh, the NBA playoffs. A lot of 2-2 series going on. I'm not going to bog it down in the intro. Let's get right to it. Hear me and rejoice. The NBA playoffs are in full swing, and we got some great series going on. We'll talk about the Boston and uh, Milwaukee series going first because it's 3-1 Milwaukee right now. I thought it would be a lot better of a series than it is, Uh, but like Kyrie said after shooting 16 for 62, who cares? Who cares what I think? That's that's pretty much how I feel about uh, Kyrie Irving at this point. can, Can I... Express my feelings towards Kyrie within the first minute and 30 seconds of this podcast. Yeah, go ahead. You're on the clock. Fuck Kyrie. Just flat out fuck fuck Kyrie. He walked off the court and the last loss with 13 seconds left in the game. He's supposed to be a leader. He's walking off the court saying who cares when he was asked uh, how he was shooting 16 for 62 in the series. He said, who cares? Yeah, I am... I don't get Kyrie Irving. He's, being, he's terrible on defense this series, minus, or the entire playoff. Minus defender, despite being a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. It's almost like that ragtag team that got Boston to the uh, conference finals last year was uh, was better to watch than uh, yeah, exactly. than, than the shit Kyrie Irving brings to the court. Dude, he's this literally Celtics playing, team is so bad to watch. He's literally playing soulless. I mean, Gordon Hayward is a shell of his former self. Yeah, he he, he needs to be benched. The yeah, only that, that just looks depressing. It's man, terrible. If they didn't have so much money tied up in these guys. Well, Kyrie's a free agent, but... Uh, it depends on how much money they have tied up in Hayward. You know, to some extent, you got they got to think about you know blowing blowing up his deal or restructuring or something because yeah. he is he is as about ex- as exciting as a wet peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's been sitting in the cooler on a ninety degree day, soggy, uneventful, tastes like shit. I don't know. I don't know what Gordon Hayward tastes like. I don't know where that was going. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he, I, he looks like shit out there. I mean, you know, there's just there, there's not much. Uh, to his game, he had two points last night. I think it was a dunk. Um, really, uh, just the problem I don't with know. this Boston team is everyone is trying to be the man. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. they're, they're not passing the ball at all. They're not sharing right. the ball. Uh, the highlight to to highlight that statement. Right. Terry Rozier had the ball in the corner and took a step back contested three. Got a lot with it. like thirteen seconds left in the clock. He wanted all the smoke. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's like they know that they're playing someone in Giannis that can take over a game at any moment. And individually, maybe the guys in the Celtics feel as if they have to match that energy to be competitive. I don't know. I mean, when they were when they were up in the game, dude, they they were sharing the ball. The ball was moving. Al Horford looked great on the pick and pop. Kyrie was getting to the rim, getting to the line, creating. But yeah. then, you know, Giannis, Giannis did Giannis, did his thing, and then... In playing from behind, they felt like they had to overcompensate by taking the game into you know each of their hands individually instead of coming back as a team. And I think that really bit them in the ass. But back to our initial point, Kyrie Irving looks like he, he looks absolutely soulless out there. I don't know if he's already mentally in L.A. with LeBron, but he just he looks like he's not present. Dude, and when he yeah. gets down, he's defeated. He he rolls over. It's kind of a sad sight to see. As much I have as the I same have, feelings towards Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. that I have for Jimmy Butler when and he was like, in they're, Minnesota. They well still no matter what it's always no, been I fuck, fuck with the new Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. I fuck Ben Simmons, but we'll we'll get to that but in a little bit. I uh like they're great players. I mm-hmm. can recognize that. Yeah. Great players, all-star caliber players for sure. But fuck their attitude. Oh no, like, that fuck locker this. room nightmare. Yeah. It's and and they think it's like a like Oh, I'm a winner. Kyrie, 
You just fucking walked off the court with 13 seconds left. Mm-hmm. You're shooting 16 for 62. You are not a fucking winner. That's like 27 The only reason you ever won a championship is because of a man named LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear... ring on that. I don't want to hear that I, I, uh, Kyrie hit the fucking... The, the dagger to, you know... He needed LeBron. Win the series. He needed LeBron for him to yeah. hit the dagger. LeBron, uh, LeBron walked so he could run. Yeah, you got to think of it like that. But LeBron um, fucking died for your sins. Yeah, no, most Punk definitely. Ass bitch. I have a, I have a lot. <laughs> I'm of, getting fucking a violent. Lot of, a lot of expletives in here. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Um, fucking Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> holler, holler back. Um, I, I have a lot of disdain for Boston sports. I'm a Yankees fan. Don't like the Red Sox. Uh, they have a very putrid fan base outside of a handful of people. Racist, drunk, probably can't drive for shit. Shouldn't have parked there. Um, <laughs> shouldn't have Fenway parked there. But um, we'll, we'll talk about the Red Sox at a later date. But just Boston sports in general, I have a disdain for that population of fans, the culture up there. I'm just not not for it. But um, I mean, Kyrie, you know, for all their flaws, they're very passionate fans, and I think you know, in, in a in a cynical kind of way, you got to think Kyrie would want to go out and uh, really, you know really kind of put his nuts out there on the line for a fan base like that and god forbid for his team um paul ever since paul pierce opened his mouth after a definitive game one in which Giannis was just really missing shots he had the looks i've seen videos of you know diagramming oh yeah. did the celtics stop Giannis? no they didn't it was an absolute fluke milwaukee his uh, team shot like shit too Giannis's team did but bleacher report posted the picture of paul pierce and like him saying the series was over yeah that's and that milwaukee quickly. bucks Instagram commented under mm-hmm. it and said, "Let's check the receipts." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Giannis was checking the receipts on Marcus Smart in the box score last night. Oh my God! Yeah, that ever was hilarious. Since, uh, ever since Paul Pierce it was opened like, his Marcus mouth, Marcus Smart, great player. <laughs> Children of Thanos. <laughs> Children of Giannis. <laughs> Hear me. Hear me and rejoice. Oh God! I heard they heard the Bucks heard Paul Pierce talk and they rejoiced. They're up three one. <laughs> Ugh, we're not going to drop any more yeah. expletives. Well, as far as this series goes, yeah. but let's move on to the Houston Golden yeah, State series. You read series. my mind. Because uh, this is a great series. Definitely. Uh, it's like a heavyweight boxing match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's starting five versus starting five. I think the bench is averaging like 13 minutes per game right. between the two. And uh, yeah, James Harden has blood in his eyes, hate in his heart. Murder on rings, his, murder on his mind. My mic, uh, rings on his mind. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, I'm PJ Tucker in this series. Oh, oh my God, love his shoe so, game. Love the way he plays. Yeah, six he, seven power forward. Guy's got heart. What can I say? He he's been rebounding well. Yeah, shooting those threes. He's like that dude catch that, and shoot. It's like that dude that pisses you off in park basketball, but at the same time, I mean, what, what are you? It's like do? Jake. Yeah, you can't knock the hustle. I mean, yeah. shit, man. Um, it, for me, like you said, it, it is like a heavyweight boxing match, but nobody's going for the knockout, you know, not yeah. that I can well, see. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's just yeah. p- pound for pound, blow to blow. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's literally starting five versus starting five. Yeah, like, you just got to roll with like, the punches who, who, at this point. Who's, it, th- this is how I see it, because yeah. Clay and Steph have been really underperforming. Agreed. And uh, I, th- I think this series is literally who's better, KD or James Harden. Yeah, lo- like low key, it's like a it's like a cold war in a way. You yeah, know? They, like they like, don't directly fight. You know, often they don't directly go at each other in the game. But... Like KD is like, I'm about that life. And yeah, James, James Harden's like, I'm about that life too. Yeah, everybody's about that life. I yeah. mean, you know, KD uh, with even with the burner accounts, he's still about that life. I love but... what Houston is. Can I? I also have to say this. I love oh, what Houston out. is doing. Uh, doing the pick and rolls and getting or switching Steph to James Harden. Yeah, cuz I, I love that. Steph's because, a minus defender and he's hurt. Because, yeah, because everybody thinks, "Oh, like 2K. You go in 2K? Mm-hmm. Steph is like an A+ perimeter defender." Bullshit. Yeah. It, it's bullshit. He's yeah. He's not bullshit. <laughs> he, he he's good at stealing the ball. He's got decent hands when he but, needs to. But he's not a great defender. Yeah, yeah. in ISO yeah. situations definitely a minus defender. And he definitely can't guard James Harden. No. Not many not many can yeah. in this realm. No, but um, I, I think, yeah, I, I think the sentiment around this series is it is a heavyweight boxing match, but nobody's really going for that knockout. While there is a lot of, you know, heavyweight firepower on each team, like you said, Harden and KD, obviously, two of the, two, arguably two of the top three guys in the league. Um, 
Yeah, Curry underperforming. Clay I think massively underperforming. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. I mean, he's still like the way fire interviews. The way he's playing like PJ Tucker is playing, you would expect like mm-hmm. one of the kind. I, I want to. I. It's weird to call Clay Thompson a role guy, but he kind of is on this team. You know what I mean? It, you would think. I mean, for a guy who dribbles the ball like six times a game and can put up fifty points yeah. at any given time, uh, it's. It's weird to call it him a role player, but he, player. he literally is a 3-and-D guy on this team. Pretty much. I mean, and, for all intents and purposes, yes. And so you would expect, like, P.J. Tucker stepping up, you would mm-hmm. expect one of the bench player or not bench players, role players for Golden State outside of KD and Steph. Yeah, just say it. You would, accept, you would expect an all-star who happens to be a role player to step up. Yeah, exactly. For, for, all, the, uh, for all the firepower. P.J. On- Tucker, didn't he go undrafted? I want to say P.J. Tucker was undrafted, yes. Jesus. Can you look that up for us, Jamie? Jamie, um, can you look that up? For all the firepower on each of these teams, I think I, I think it's really a contest as to who can play themselves Second out round. of the game. Second round. Yeah, not a first-round guy, but I mean, he's playing like it. I, I think it's a contest in this series for all the firepower on each team. I think it's a, uh, a contest of who can play themselves out of the game first. You saw Houston had that wumbo-ass lead last night. They're sitting here at the seven-minute mark. Chucking threes, yep. Warriors creep back into the game. I mean, cool. Houston still closed it out, but those, both those of these plays teams, by KD and Steph at the end of that game. Oh right. my god, I, I was sitting on my futon watching it, and I was eating pizza, and I literally like tossed my crust at the wall because I was like so excited. Because yeah. if you like sports, like those plays at the end of the game, it was yeah, like Whoa! especially when you're impartial. You know, you don't have a favorite team. Yeah, exactly. That shit. Yeah, you you have to just you know respect. Uh, Respect guys out there making plays, for lack of a better description. But um, both of these teams love to make it interesting, you know. Um, Houston almost let them come back the other night. So it, it's going to be uh, – of course it's going to be interesting. I think it comes down – if the Warriors are going to win this series, it comes down to KD just flat out taking over, yeah, which I think he's capable of. It's definitely it's, capable It's just of. a matter of time, and you, you have to take into consideration the star power on Golden State – Who's going to be willing to take a backseat? I think that's kind of been a limited conversation at this point. But yeah. with how KD was in the uh, in the first round against the Clippers, it really begs the question: Is this his team? Is you know is this his moment? Because in the past, it's been you know a, a coalition of the willing. Like everybody has done their part. But you know with with Curry and Thompson underperforming. Cur- granted, Curry's been dinged up, but with them with them two underperforming, it, it really begs the question: Is this you know? Is this KD's team? Is this going to be his definitive run to another ring in the long scheme of things? So, yeah. definitely. I mean, uh, I think the only way. Yeah, go ahead. This, this talking on my ass. I haven't thought this thought through at all. Yeah. But I think the like if KD can, you know, kind of carry Steph and Clay and Draymond right. to a championship again by himself, I think there's a big chance he stays in Golden State. Because like that kind of proves that he's the man, you know. Yeah, I think if he doesn't win a ring, he walks. Yeah, I hear hear me I now. Agree. Quote me later. Yeah. I think if he doesn't win a ring, he walks. I I think there it, even if he re- wins a ring, there's still 50-50s chance he's out of there. Mm-hmm. But I think that him winning a ring will really like bump that chance that he stays. It'll bump his stock up for yeah. Golden State definitely. Yeah. I mean, free agency is the long game. It's gonna be a f- um, it's gonna be a fun summer, no doubt. We'll be talking about that at some point. But uh, before we get too bogged down in the biggest series uh, on television, let's uh, let's discuss the one that's going on live right now, Raptors and uh, 76ers. Last I checked before we went on air, Raptors were up, uh, I don't know, just 31 points. No big deal. Yeah, I can tell you right now. Just yeah. let Jamie look it up yeah. real quick. Uh, Gerald, Jamie, somebody back back behind our in our production room that doesn't exist. <laughs> it is... Oh, it, it it ended 125 to 89. <laughs> Raptors. I I am here for this. I'm not a 76ers guy. If that's a, that's a Kawhi thing. Kawhi didn't even have the most points. He only scored Pascal? 21. Pascal, Pascal had 25. Yes, dude. Larry yes. had 19. Gasol had 11. See, look at that. Look at that. Danny Green had 17. Danny Green was five for seven. Look at that har- look at that harmony. 
Look at that harmony. And then you got everybody in the starting lineup in double digits. Kylie, Kyle, I almost called him ben Kyrie Simmons Lowry. Scores seven points. Yeah. Tobias Harris, fifteen. That's the guy that the 76ers are going to overpay, folks. Write that down. A guy who doesn't have a three-point shot in the modern shoots with NBA, the wrong hand. Shoots with the wrong hand. Doesn't have a three-point shot. Is a good athlete. Has one move. It's sprint to the rim and dunk. I mean, shit. He's a great passer, great feel for the game, great athlete, obviously, a plus-size point guard, neutrally good, you know, modestly good defender. Um, yeah. I, there's just not much, you know, he's, redeeming. He's a king-size point guard. Yeah, there's not Heaven many. Size point guard. <laughs> there's not many redeeming aspects to his game in, in the context of the modern, you know, pace and space NBA. He just doesn't have, doesn't have the skill set for it. You know, you look at other guys that are 6'10". KD, Paul George, uh, shit, man, they Dude, got all kinds shit. of tricks in their bag. Tobias Harris, negative thirty-four, minus thirty-four. Ouch! <laughs> what it was his uh, field goal line? He's he, he was he's six for twelve. He shot fifty percent. Yeah, but I guess he. I don't know. It's it's uh, it begs JJ the question. JJ Reddit minus twenty-one. JJ subreddit. It just begs the question, dude. Like I I know I say that a lot, but it really does. Like, you have to ask at a certain point, when is enough enough in Philadelphia? Like, somebody's always bitching about, oh, I didn't get my touches. Oh, um, and it, it's my towels say weren't that hot because in my it's locker. only been one year. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's only it's, been this Like, season. shit, man. They, they have all the talent there, but I'm telling you, they're going to do what they're going to do what OKC did and overpay the wrong guy. Yep. They're, and, they're doomed to, they're doomed to fucking do that. Is you it, know? is it, right to pay mb though like like yeah is mb the guy to pay because he's been all the pot- so inconsistent game to game i think all the potential that's there i mean you have one game for him don't give him the he max. scores like 35 and 14 and well, then this game he scores like 13 and 6 you got to think about the the money mb wants and the money mb deserves that's how you got to uh, approach it he's gonna want the max if not the freaking super max so I don't think you pay him the max. I know that's probably not gonna, you know, um, re-sign you, Joel Embiid. But I don't think he deserves the max. If you want to look at it, you know, in that lens, injured all the time, like you said, lack of production in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think he deserves the max. I mean, loosely, I would say if you had to pick between the the big three there, I would say Butler deserves the max. But I mean, he's kind of got a track record of being a locker room cancer. Granted, he's been. You know, a great, a better team guy, I think, in Philly since he came over early yeah. in the season. I think he's improved in that aspect. Great community guy. You know, he's out here doing different kinds of things through an Easter egg hunt for the uh, for the 76ers employees. That was great. So he's in the community. He's kind of, uh, kind of, uh, you know, kind of making his bed there in Philly. It makes it makes it seem like he wants to stay. So I think that's who you pay. Um, I don't give a shit. Let Ben Simmons walk. I, I don't think until until he goes to summer camp with Akeem Olajuwon. Say that. Yeah, until he goes to summer camp with Akeem Olajuwon, like LeBron and KD did, to improve, um, you know, his game and get a feel for footwork and get a uh, get a move set that's synonymous with the modern NBA. Until he makes steps to improve his game, he isn't worth shit. He's just another good athlete who can kind of pass every now and again in the summer league, but. Um, I, I, I can't even, I can't even talk about what just happened with that game going final. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, I, well, I say I can't, but as I proceed to talk about <laughs> it, Kawhi Leonard in the context of the 76ers, I mean, Kawhi Leonard's a three, two, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And they got to go back. They got to go back to Philly. So Kawhi I mean, is very good. Yeah. He's very, averaging very like good. 35 and he's shooting or before tonight was shooting 60% on the series. Michael Jordan didn't even do that. Yeah. Uh, it just goes to show, I, I'm going to stand real quick, my favorite player, best two-way player in the league, just goes to show what he's capable of doing night in and night out. People really sleep on his offensive game. Uh, very, you know, a lot, of, a lot of moves in his bag, very calculated, cold from the mid-range, can yeah. stretch the floor. I mean, he's dude is all that in a bag of chips, plus defend, defensive player of the year caliber defender. And he wears new balance. Anywhere, yeah, come on, dude. He wears New Balance. He should have a ton of fans in Baltimore just off of that. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, 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 I'm tons a, of fans in the Hartford Mall. <laughs> tons of fans in the Hartford Mall. Yeah, to the extent that that place even exists anymore. Jesus Toronto's Christ. bench in this series has been really well. Um, but 
let's move on to the Denver Portland series. Yeah. Because... I, real quick, I think Toronto closed this game out if everyone does yeah. good. I agree. Across the board. I, I know agree. that sounds short, you know, you know four two. Everyone four two. everyone does their part. No. Like you saw what happened tonight. Starting five was all in double digits. Everyone, you know, pitched a hand in. Uh Pascal Siakam, you know, all uh, despite the uh the uh not a, not an injury, he's dinged up for parts of the series, but I mean it seems like he's pushed through that big night for him. So if uh yeah, if, if everyone does their part, it's that simple. Toronto moves on. We've known for a while that, you know, top to bottom they're a very good team. Yeah. And if they play to their depth, no doubt in my mind they move on, close shit out with the seventy sixers in uh in game six. But uh like you said, let's move out west. The four overtime game. Yeah, don't even get me started. I'm tired thinking about it. Can't, ima- can't imagine how Nikola Jokic feels. I have a confession to make. Say it. I was fast asleep. Really? Drunk. Good. <laughs> watching this game. Uh, or I didn't watch the overtime. I watched bits and pieces of it. I watched the uh, entire game up to the third quarter. And then my Stokos chicken tenders arrived, and I Stokos <laughs> is not even that good. I smacked it's just when you're drunk, it hits. I, the sauces were great. I smacked. <laughs> Uber Eats got us right with the oh sauces. I didn't even see the guy. I just gave him the money, ran back in the apartment. Oh man, it was good. And time. then I, I, and then at like three in the morning, I hear Rob and his friend Key yelling and screaming. It's three in the morning. Yeah, and yeah, I was, but whatever. So that happened. It was plastered. Nicolo, Nicolo, Nicola, <laughs> Nicola Jokic. Jokic, uh, he's been balling out. Big um, triple double guy. If you didn't know, Portland has been surprisingly great. Besides Damian Lillard, not really hitting his shots. Yeah, very iffy from three um, by comparison to the last. And series. Denver is basically doing what. Houston is doing, and uh, they're trying to switch on defense so they either get Lillard or McCollum on Jamal Murray mm-hmm. the entire series, and it's pretty fucking interesting to watch that. Yeah, Murray end-to-end has been great. Yeah. He hit that shot over because the backboard. Who, who would believe you if you told, hey, Jamal Murray's going to be in this conference semifinals and going to be switching Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum on him? so that he can attack them yeah i would say most basketball wonks would believe you but i mean no i'm saying like it pre pre draft like before he was drafted oh okay. like if somebody told you hey this guy that the nuggets are about to take he, he he's going to be in a yeah, key a semi-finals couple, a couple years he's going to be the focal point of a playoff series yeah exactly That's yeah ridiculous. i just didn't I didn't see it coming from Jamal Murray. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, I thought Jokic was gonna be the anchor of this team. I didn't watch a lot of Nuggets basketball this year. I'm sure a lot of our listeners could say that unless they live in the Denver area. Yeah, um, right. They shout- don't get any national games. None whatsoever. <laughs> and they're the second sad. seat of a of a major of a major sports conference. They don't get any national games. Blows my damn mind. But um, I, I think what's really driving this series is uh, the underdog mentality of each team. You know, the notion has been for a while that each of these two teams kind of lingering around the top five seeds of the conference in a given year. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there's um, a, a lot of pundits will call, you know, either the Blazers last year, the Nuggets, they've gotten the two seed in the past, been called underrated. Blazers got the three seed again this year, except they did something with it this time. So I, I think there's a lot of... Uh, CJ, There's a huge chip on on each team's shoulder to CJ prove McCollum that they belong. Won a playoff game, Jennifer. When he tweeted to the girl, I was like, "I'm trying, Jennifer. I'm pretty sure I've said that in the episode." Before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember what you're talking about. <laughs> but now. but it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, he like quote he like quote tweeted her. Yeah, he's like, oh, "I'm yeah, trying, those Jennifer." Are, those are, those are the best. Just uh, like did you see to the point. what Damian Lillard tweeted to the guy? He's like, "Nice shoes, cut." He's like, "Those aren't my shoes, cut." <laughs> Damian yeah, Lillard. I mean, Damian Lillard holds Such it down cool for where guy. he's from. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> no no doubt about that. I mean, uh, for me, this series is going to come down 
Uh, it's it's going to come down to Jokic, you know, what he's going to be able to do. He can take over a game at pretty much any time. Yeah. Um, he's not going to he's not going to blow you off the charts as an athlete. He's like a seven foot Larry Bird. He does all the basketball shit right. He's a great basketball player. I'll do you one better. Yeah. He is uh, prime UCLA Kevin Love. <laughs> like if I'm Kevin Love was seven feet better tall. passer even. Yeah, but like just his body, like oh uh, like yeah, just he's, doughy. Yeah, he's like built, the Michelin man. Yeah, he's built like he owns like a brewery and just drinks beer all day. I don't know. A little taller, of das course. Das is good. Das good. <laughs> yeah, he, he slaps a three on the pick and pop, goes down. Das oh, is good. Das is good. Three is good. Wunderbar. I don't even think he's German. We're totally fucking this up. <laughs> no, he's not German at all. But, I think but, he's Slovenian, Croatian. Yeah. Look that up for us, Jamie. <laughs> He looks he every looks, seven foot big man he looks is not so German. German. Every, oh my god! Yeah, every white guy seven footer is not Dirk. Write that down. Save the date. Um, I mean, I I think for Portland, you know what's what's kind of what's kind of helped Denver out and been advantageous to them. Portland is not usually that oh deep three god, to five. I just I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I almost relaxed my head and fucking. Drifted off to sleep, fell into the mic. I'm gonna (laughs) be dreaming, gonna be dreaming about Stokos, but I I think for Portland, you know, three to five, they've never ever since the Daymare started, they haven't been known for being deep in that in that area. I mean, Ennis Cantor coming over after the freak Nurkic injury has definitely helped them out, but who else they have in there? Al Farouk Aminu, I can't even name anyone with Jake Lehman off the bench. Their bench has been good though. That's what's Seth. Yeah, Seth Curry, Rodney Hood. Uh, I'm he, sure Le- he's the one that hit the shot. I'm sure LeBron is rolling in his tossing and turning oh night God. about yeah, where the hell Rodney Hood was when he needed him last dude, year. You know what's hilarious? Yeah. So last year, I remember I sat down with uh, my manager at work, right? Because I had one of my nerd moments, and he was talking to me about like what could LeBron do to beat the Warriors? Like, what would be a blueprint? For LeBron to build it like the perfect team to beat the Warriors, and I literally like wrote on paper like who he should get. I like Kemba Walker, Hassan Whiteside, like just random like free agents or trade targets you could pick up. And I had Seth Curry on. Uh, I had Seth Curry on the bench, like as one of the players that LeBron could pick up, like yeah. to, to beat the Warriors. And, like, it's funny that now he's, like, on a team that could actually, like, move on to the conference finals and have a chance to yeah, beat the Yeah, it, it'd be not, not saying it's going to happen. It, it no, would be a prop. And it's not going to happen. It, it would be a uh, proposition that they could maybe potentially in one of the 14 million universes that Dr. Strange saw possibly perhaps on a good day when there's no pollen beat the Warriors. Is this the one? This is the one. I am the one with it. Uh, no, that's not what I was doing. I was doing, uh, whatever. We can't spoil end end game anymore. Um. All right. So let's move on to our conversation with Roland Epps. Excuse us while we shamelessly plug our social medias. Just want to be sure you guys are following us on Twitter at the Sports Desk Pod underscore on Instagram at the Sports Desk Pod. Check us out on Facebook by searching the Sports Desk Podcast. I know Facebook's kind of hit or miss. Your relatives are posting racist shit on there 24 7 but uh dodge that shit and come check out our facebook page the sports desk podcast and uh be sure to subscribe to our youtube we're going to be trying to get some more content up there maybe some live content god forbid we do like a vlog of us going to a baseball game uh lacrosse is going to be you know heating up with the playoffs coming around um check us out on youtube these uh sports desk podcast And we are joined by Roland Epps, a fellow co-worker of mine. Uh, yeah, I have co-workers outside of Ryan. Uh, so we're going to talk about the NCAA lacrosse tournament, specifically the D1 men's bracket, uh, as that was just picked Sunday night. Uh, lots of interesting games. Lacrosse uh, is at a peak right now, and uh it can only go up from here, right, Roland? I believe so, my man. The the shot I clock, so. the shot clock, the the state of professional lacrosse, everything. The, the The future of lacrosse is very bright. Completely agree. Not nothing but plus side from here. Yeah, exactly. 
So uh, Penn State draws the number one seed, and uh, they are. I think we both can agree they're the best team in lacrosse right now. They have shown very few weaknesses, and they just yep. they're they're such a complete team. It's nuts. It, yeah. It's it's unfair. Yeah, I mean they they struggled a little bit against Hopkins uh, in the conference in the Big Ten conference championship, but the way they beat Hopkins in regular pool play was crazy. Yeah, so, like a lot of uh, a lot of college across I've been like watching has all been like DVR just from being able to go all the time. And uh-huh. that was like one of the few games where I watched it like the third quarter, and I'm like, "Well, I'm cut, I'm deleting this now because I'm not learning anything from this." Yeah. It, it, uh, the so they will play the winner of Marist in UMBC. Those two teams have a playing game. Uh, Quint Kesnick said on the uh, Inside Lacrosse podcast that he does once a week that he thinks that. Uh, ESPN shouldn't even send commentators to this game. How do you feel about that? Um, that's a little extreme. <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> Go, going that Penn State has never won a playoff game in the entire team's history. Well, that's wild, firstly. But, like, secondly, uh, like, I feel them. I, I feel Q. And I can I I'm not as petty as it is. Actually, completely agree. Like yeah. that's not about to be a game. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Marin or yeah. uh, what's his name? Yeah. UMBC. UMBC is on a like I think it's like a five game winning streak right now. Yeah. They're, they're only like six and eight, <laughs> so. They're they're pretty hot. Maris, the way they won their championship was pretty insane. They had some sweet goals, but uh, I don't know. The, this not much to talk about. Uh, moving on to the Loyola Syracuse game. This is a great matchup because you have the best player in all of lacrosse, Pat Spencer, attackman for Loyola, going against one of the best defenders. And all of lacrosse and Nick Mullen or Nick Millen, I mean, for Syracuse, and this this is a David versus Goliath because I I don't think outside of Syracuse fans I don't think a lot of people know who Nick Millen even is. Uh, you're definitely right. Like I'm more familiar with uh, Tyson Bomberry, and I feel like he is, and maybe this is just my perception, but I feel like they tend to put him on, like, the best guy. But as a coach myself, like, it probably boils down to, like, if their best player matches up well with his skill set and vice versa, that's probably what it is. Yeah. Like, they put Nick Nolan on – um, oh, my God, bro. I can't – because they show Q's games all the time. Mm-hmm. And I cannot remember what game I watched, but they, like, put Nick Mellon on somebody. Um, and I think maybe it's just the familiarity with the name of Bomberry. But – um. It is definitely going to be interesting to watch. I, I think that unless your name is like Chris Fake and Nick Mellon doesn't sound like Chris Fake to me. Maybe I'm tripping. Um, that's yeah. the only person that could probably guard like Jeff T. Um, who's it? like Jeff T. Nick uh, Grant Amon and yeah, all like, those top tier attackments. Yeah, like that. Like I think that's the only guy and that kid plays for Yale. Yeah, exactly. I I, I think. I mean. Uh, the Army defenseman, Sir Sergius. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Johnny Serdic. That's yeah. gross. He, he, he did really well against Pat Spencer in the Patriot League Championship. And that's one of the reasons, yeah. the main reason they won, probably, was his play. But both these teams, Syracuse and Loyola, are coming off of conference tournament losses, uh, which. Syracuse lost in the semifinals. Loyola lost in the championship. Uh, I I don't know. A lot of people didn't expect Syracuse to get in, so I don't know. Does that fuel Syracuse to make a little bit of a run? You, you never know. You know, honestly, I'm going to say no. Um, in a in a 
fictional world of lacrosse heritage and what it would mean for the game in terms of like the name of having cues associated with great lacrosse, I think it would be dope. Yeah. But just like in real life, I don't think so. Um, like, oh, you know what? Maybe so. Because in recent years, right, like, Cuse has, like, either done really good as an underdog mm-hmm. or, like, done terribly as the favorite. Well, like, let me never... let me give you this this neato stat of the day that uh, oh, our, sure. our, boy, our boy Steve gave me at work the other day. Uh, and every year that ends with a nine, Virginia or Syracuse has won the championship. Silence. Yo, Q says that Quint, Quint or um, Paul said that during a game. Yeah, so I, I guess that's where he got it from. But still, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't, that is, that is, I, I don't see either of them winning the championship this year with the talent that's out there. But the way lacrosse is going, where these teams are up pulling off upsets like it's nothing, anything can happen. Yeah. I guess. I, I I see, but like, yeah. On, but well, Cuse is in the same side of the bracket as Penn State, so Cuse that can literally not happen for yeah. UVA. They UV, would need to. They would they have would to go through Towson, Maryland, Hopkins, Notre Dame, and Duke. Yeah, I, I think I think UVA could possibly pull it off on yeah. that side. I agree. But even then, still, like they get to the semis and they'd have to beat Penn State. Exactly. <laughs> and even if Penn State somehow gets upset, you're still going to have to beat a team that just beat Penn State. Exactly. Uh, so moving on to the uh, Yale versus Georgetown game. Georgetown's coming off yep. a Big East championship. Yale is coming off the Ivy championship loss. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are liking this upset. Uh, I, I don't really? see it. I don't see it. But a lot of people think Yale isn't a championship cow. Our, our boy uh, Cardinal Lacrosse posted on his page the other day that Yale isn't a championship contender. So I'm. Let me get this right. So <laughs> Yale, former champion, whose only losses are in the conference to Penn, who has also been on the up rising since like last year and just been kind of falling under the radar. Yeah. Um and the other loss is to the number one team in the country isn't a pro is in a championship caliber team. <laughs> yeah. And they and they have one of the best face off t- guys in college history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not following that boat. Yeah. And uh, I I I'm not I'm not on that boat either. But uh I mean T D Erlin, the face off guy, just was smoked in that pen Ivy League championship game and I think he bounces back because I, I there's no way that he's playing Georgetown and not going plus fifty five. Yeah. Completely agree. He like he, the, the only way the like the wings that they would have to have a phenomenal day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you would have to I don't know. You would have to put a pole to face off against TD to contain him. Yeah, he, but like, and even, even that, then, like, yeah, you still like wishing for the best, but like, you still like, you have to stop that attack unit and that attack unit is crazy. Exactly. And the, they're like, again, right behind Penn state for one of the most complete teams in the country. There is not a single hole on this team. Not at all. They're a bunch of big bullies defensively. The goalie They're, is they are great. a bunch of like technicians offensively. Mm-hmm. Yet the goalie stands on it, literally meditates upside down. Like yeah. it's on, it's unreal that team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then we have the uh, Penn Quakers who just beat Yale, going against Army. Um, Army, interestingly, is like under forty percent at the faceoff X. Which Penn has yep. been really good at faceoff, so I, I I think Penn will uh, get plenty of possessions in this game, and I think they'll take care of business. Honestly, I gave that game to Army. I I, I can see that because Army's defense is insane, and Penn well, yeah, Penn's, 
Penn's offense is nothing to write home about. Well, that's true. But, like, Army's defense is nuts. But, like, I don't know if there's a stat for this, but there's something I, like, I've noticed. But, like, Army does really, really well as an underdog in the first round. Like, Army beat Cuse. If you remember this, like, four five years ago, like, Cuse and Army got matched up, I think, in the first round. Oh, yeah, two or three I remember. That span. And, like, Army just was not good either of those seasons, but they beat Cuse yeah. both times. Well, it's also something about those academy schools that when it gets to the big stage, they step up. Like, uh, the one-year Air Force beat Duke in, like, the first round. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Navy always pulling off upsets. It, it, I don't know. All, all those schools step up for the big games. That's true. You might be onto something there. Yeah. So the next game is Virginia taking on Robert Morris. Uh, the this is, I mean, I I think Robert Morris could pull off a uh, like a tight game, but I see Virginia taking care of this. What about you? Completely agree. I feel like Robert Morris just graduated way too much last year to even be close to yeah. a uh, to a competitive game or um, what's the word uh, upset for sure. So I'm there with you. Like last year, the game against Maryland, that was a pretty good game. And then uh, uh, those all those scores were seniors last year. Like I, I looked into it. Yep, and then they had the one guy that transferred to like Utah. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so next is one of my favorite games. We have Towson against Maryland. And uh, I think if Towson's star faceoff guy, Alex Woodall, plays – He's been hurt in the uh, conference tournament. But I think if he plays, I think Towson can pull this off. Maryland just hasn't yep. hasn't looked good the past few weeks. I was about to say, like, everybody's been saying that about Alex Woodall. I just legitimately, personally, I thought about, like, how Maryland's been looking, like, for myself. And I just think that Towson can win. Like, with, with Alex or without him, I just feel like it's very possible. Yeah. Like, even – like feelable, you know what I'm saying? Like tangible, that um, or that um, Towson can get the dub regardless. Like, well, I don't, my yeah. whole thing is who does Zach Goodrich, short stick defenseman for uh, Towson, who does he guard on Maryland? Like, Ooh, that's you you got to make him. He's he's an All American. He he's a what's the second pick in the PLL draft, third pick in the PLL draft. He he's an outstanding yes, talent. Where where do you put him? Like you would you would I think his best matchup is against Bubba Bubba Fairman. See, I I would yes go Bubba. yes Bennett. His name is Bubba. What a yeah, name! I, I, <laughs> that's why we play lacrosse, man, for the names. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I I think I personally would leave a poll on Bubba Fairman because Bubba is really an attackman that happens to be good at playing midfield. Um, mm-hmm. And I would probably, and this is going to sound nuts, but like if there was a way I could find um, an opportunity to like get Jared Bernhardt matched up with uh, Zach Goodrich, I think that would be a really? better matchup. But yeah, and I only say that because it would be athlete on athlete. Yeah. Like I was, if I had to choose, if I had to choose a stick work person, um, like who, like I would definitely trust with like a pinch. Um, outside of Jared being older, I would probably give that to Bubba. Yeah, I agree. I I think no matter what, I think Towson has to go in with you. You guys have to like, unless it's Bubba or Jared Bernhardt you should be switching on every like every pick every everything you you guys should constantly be switching just so that way you have your got your best guys on their best guys you know what i mean yeah uh, i completely keep keep them guessing so like one possession you have bubba on Z- or zach goodridge on bubba next you have him on jared bernhardt yeah I could actually see that. That that okay. way, no one no one's comfortable in the Maryland offense, and you never know. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy to say that Jared Bernhardt, who, I mean, 
easily a top five player this year. Oh, for sure. You're going to put a short stick on him, but that's how good Zach Goodrich is. Um, that is very true. <laughs> so next we have Notre Dame versus Hopkins. Uh, I like Hopkins in this game. I've also been a Hopkins fan for the past two, three years. Um, but I just love the way Hopkins played in that Big Ten tournament, and I did not love the way that Notre Dame played in the ACC tournament. And uh, I think Hopkins played better talent in their tournament than Notre Dame did. And the uh, Virginia, I think, I think Penn State easily a better team than Virginia and uh, UNC. It's like I don't think that's comparable to Maryland. I agree. So I agree I, with that. I, I I like Hopkins here. How about you? Um, I'm the same. Um, I took Hopkins in my bracket, but it's not because I don't like the way that Notre Dame is playing. Um, in terms of the team collective, I think philosophy wise is what I don't like. Yeah, I agree. I, I was just know. about to say that because it's like they're they're so used to like being the, able like, to stall and play slow. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's that though. What I think it is, um, just from like watching, to me it seems very high school, like public high school JV ish, <laughs> which is like we have this one kid who's really good at lacrosse and been playing all his life, Brian Cosseville. I'm speaking of, um, and we got these other kids who can like catch and throw, but like they're not that good. Well, like, yeah. if we can just get this kid to score all of our goals and, like, be the biggest factor for everything that we do, I think we could be really good. Yeah. And I just don't think that's a formula for success in especially, 2019. Especially going across. against a Petromala defense. Like, oh, yeah. You, you got to yeah. think. And they, and, they have no, and they have no sleepers. And their best leader, who's rocking number 19 this year, in um, remembrance of Jer- Jeremy Hubler, mm-hmm. I believe his name is. Yep. Um, that kid's a beast. Like, he's not just rocking 19 because he's a good person. The kid is also a savage with a pole in his hand. Yeah. He, and also, uh, the way Joey Epstein, attackman for Hopkins, has been playing. He scored six goals in the championship. I mean, he's a freshman. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was talking to somebody about this, but I was like, next three years, easily... If somebody told me, like, oh, yeah, Hopkins is going to win a championship in the next three years just based off of Joey Epstein just putting it on his back, like, I'd be like, yeah, of course. <laughs> because, That's tough. I mean, Virginia won a championship with Steel Stanwick. Hopkins, I mean, the way Joey Epstein has been playing, that's basically freshman year Steel Stanwick. <sighs> I, I guess. I mean, just the number, so just based off the numbers, not playing style or anything. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I was thinking about like the pieces that still had. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the same. No. And then we, so next we have the Duke Richmond game, which Duke's already played Richmond. They beat them like 12 to 7. Um, uh, this Danowski team has been embarrassed one too many times. This year, I, I I see just a blowout coming. You there? A blowout come who? I said this uh, Duke Danowski team has been embarrassed yeah. one too many times, so I see a blowout coming for Duke. I, I see him just screwing Richmond. You know what? Honestly, like I was looking at the bracket today, and I like had to pause before I like made my like choices mm-hmm. um, with this game, and it's only because Richmond has like beaten Duke two or three times in the past like four years. Yeah, and I mean and that's why I was like, you know what? Like I don't know. Yeah, there, there's always because Duke. It, it just seems like every other year they get upset at some point, and like, what better team to pull it off than Richmond? You know, but. Yeah, I, I I don't know the the high point loss, the fact that they were three goals behind Utah, a first year program at halftime, 
the ACC tournament. Uh, I I just I don't know. I I think that John Donowski's like pissed, and he's going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at Richmond. You you could be right, but like the still, like the players still have to want it themselves. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Uh, so like, I, I mean, like ten. I don't know. Like now, I I will say this to be very clear. I do think Duke is going to win that game. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if Richmond upset them. I just wouldn't be surprised by that. But I also wouldn't be surprised if even if. Duke wins, the score is like 12-10, 15-13, 14-11, something like that. Yeah. I, I could definitely – I could see a Maryland-Robert Morris last year's situation this year with Duke and Richmond where, like, Richmond almost pulls out the upset and then Duke just has the experience to pull it off late. Precisely. I definitely agree with that. But uh, so we've gone through all the games. Let's let's get your, just I I don't even want any any background. Just tell me who you think's winning it all. Penn State. There we go, easy one. Just like Golden <laughs> State, right? Penn State. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. We'll uh we'll try to get on to talk about the PLL soon once that starts up and the pyramid scheme gets in full swing we're uh completely agree looking forward to it that gives us about what like 27 days or so yeah we're <laughs> almost there we'll have bennett bennett's been sitting here silently we'll, yeah i mean we'll give him a dog treat and let him talk about yeah. baseball go mets i mean <laughs> yankees oh, that's, shit. that's not a sport all right man i'll talk to you thanks for coming on roland always fun thank thank you b thank you Noah. appreciate you guys looking forward to next time yes sir see it and that is everything here at the sports desk uh just thanks to roland for coming on and talking Thanks to Bennett for allowing me a 23 minutes of fame and fortune gang. Uh, and we'll, we'll see you guys next time to talk about the NBA some more. And uh, hopefully we'll get to talk about the NFL a little bit because the NBA is just taxing. We'll see you guys next time.